0: Hey everyone, it's your fun uncle dude, and I'm here to talk to you about something pretty neat. Have you ever seen anyone walking around with a custom tumbler and think to yourself, man, that's so cool, I wish I had one? Well, you can. Kerrigan's Creations is your one-stop shop for all your custom needs. Whether you want a tumbler to take to the gym with inspirational quotes to help keep you motivated, or something for your morning coffee that's going to catch the eyes of everyone in your office. Your fun auntie Kerrigan has got you covered. Just go to linktree.com slash Kerrigan's Creations That's Kerrigan with a K and Creations with a K to see all the cool custom items she offers or check out the show notes for all her links.
1: You're listening to the Fun Uncle Podcast.
0: Welcome back. Episode 36 of the Fun Uncle Podcast. I'm your Fun Uncle Dude, joined today by your Fun Uncle Brandon.
1: Just Brandon. This is one of those little two pieces. How many of these have we done? Do you know? The first uh, The first few were just us. Um, and then some Brian and then other folks. Yeah. Um, Brian's missed a
0: couple. Uh, your Fun Uncle Brian isn't here today. He's working the... Golden Knights game, which they are currently winning 3-1. to one.
1: Woo!
0: Yeah, hockey! Woo! <laughs> um, but no, it'll probably be the Golden Knights and the Canadians in the finals. Um, speaking of sports, uh, after this, um, we'll probably find a stream for Logan Paul uh, and Floyd Mayweather. I've already seen a couple clips I saw Chad Johnson get knocked on his fucking get knocked down. He get knocked on his face, but he got knocked down kind of stumbly, but seemed to recover okay. Um it's cool to hear like Morrow calling the action.
1: I love that man. Yeah, Morrow's awesome. He
0: makes everything much more exciting.
1: Yeah. I miss him on NXT. Is he is there no plan to have him back for any of that? He was the shit, dude. That was my favorite little era of NXT.
0: Yeah. I like, I mean, I, I liked him on SmackDown, too, for that little brief period he was on SmackDown. But, uh, no, he, he left the company. He's not going to be working. With, um, I mean, I don't... Never say never, but I think this is a case where, like, he's gone back twice now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, I...
1: One of those fool me once sort of things.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I I, I, I don't mind... The AEW commentary team? Uh, there's way too fucking many of them. Like, a, a lot of times during the fucking show, there's like four fucking people up there. It's like, why? Like, I don't like Raw with three people. I certainly don't like fucking JR on commentary anymore. Tony's, you know, Tony's cool. I like Excalibur. Um, Excalibur and Taz are... Fucking awesome, like when they're when it's just those two.
1: Last time I watched the show a super long time ago, I noticed uh, Jericho was up there a lot. Him and Excalibur yeah. was actually a ton of fun together. I thought that yeah, was good. Yeah, they a have good bit. chemistry.
0: But can you imagine like a, like Excalibur and Morrow?
1: Yeah. They'd be a great fucking team. I'd be super happy with that. It is sad hearing like JR. If it just feels like he don't like it no more. Like he doesn't even want to be there. Maybe I'm tripping, but... And I feel like there's like slights towards the product. You know what I mean? Like he oh, said for like sure. there's little like there's well, I guess that makes sense if the fans want it to. You know, like yeah. little shit like that where it's like, Alright, well the old business rules don't mean shit. Yeah. Like you can tell there's He puts his Cornet hat on for a little bit.
0: There's there's plenty of times where you can tell, like, oh, you're just doing this for the fucking paycheck. Like you don't even like this anymore. No. But it's like, hey, you know, like they fucking they Put you up in a fucking condo in fucking Jacksonville. You get to fucking chill on the beach, eat some fucking steak, watch your fucking Oklahoma Sooners on Saturdays.
1: Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean he can call shit in his sleep. Whether he does it well or not, it's one thing or another. But yeah. he can he can get it done. I I think he's just. I mean, as as
0: it sounds like, I think he's just keeping himself busy. Ever since his wife died,
1: bro, it's the saddest fucking story ever. Bro. I was like, "What?" She went on like a Vespa ride and didn't come home. Like, can yeah. you imagine that? Like, like up the street, bro. Like, bleh. she almost made it home. Ugh, such a bummer, man. Very right? sad,
0: and it's like, you know, it like, and it's a part of the fucking of the neighborhood that can't be avoided. So, whenever he goes back home, like, he drives by the fucking spot. Gross. Yeah. So like it it sucks, but like you can tell like he's just he's just on autopilot. But um Yeah, like it'd be cool to have uh have Morrow and AEW differently would add to the
1: product. Well not that what Mark Henry's gonna be doing? Commentary and shit? Probably I mean, maybe. They already got show doing it on the dark thing, right? Like every yeah. now and then. Huh. But
0: yeah. What do you what do you think about them signing old
1: WWE guys? I don't fucking care about any of that, dude. Like, when it gets into... I don't know. I try to just think of the whole of the product. I try not to dive too much into, like, the politics and the in-between-the-lines sort of shit. Like, you know, Brian, everybody, like, most most wrestling fans get into it at that level, and they're like... To me, it's, it, it's real similar to, like, politics, where it's like if you just pick a camp and then you're just firing shots without even thinking about the other camp being viable you know what i mean like pick a side and then that's it then that conversation's not a ton of fun with you because you're just from one side so i think that kind of stuff happens a lot when questions like what you mentioned like oh what do you think it's like almost like rabble rousing type shit because you hear you know that was the whole thing that aew is going to be this different thing this new brand they're going to get all these indie guys a shot and blah 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 and now they're getting all these old wwe guys it's kind of like a little a little stab towards what the goal was in the first place and then all the comparisons with wcw and then all that kind of shit gets going it's like all right, is it good for aew that's the end of it for me you know what i mean like yeah and that, yeah, that, yeah. That, having mark henry around because like i said we've talked about it a ton dude that place not having like a fucking performance center the way nxt does to utilize the growth of talent like that It's a big deal. So, just to have guys like Mark Henry and Big Show walking around with the kind of, you know, the kind of brains they got for the business, they can definitely get information out to the people that need it.
0: But, okay, like realistically, what can a Paul White or a Mark Henry add to your company? Paul White, because he was such a big guy, young guy, he was like 24 years old when he was given the title in WCW. Yeah. Mark Henry came in as an Olympian with a fat fucking contract where most people fucking like resented him because of it. And he kind of just had to like, for the first 10 years of his fucking run, had to just navigate his way through the politics. Like it's not like he was a great in-ring performer um, or great on the mic, you know, like, yeah, like I understand like he was, he's just a genuinely, like good guy, like positive guy to, to, to have around. Like, you know, he's the reason why Braun Strowman and Bianca Belair ended up in, in WWE. Um, but besides like doing like a recruiting thing, like I don't see the benefit of having him there. Mm -hmm. Now a guy like Christian who can still go at his age, but also has the creative mind to add and help the young guys. And a guy like Andrade who just debuted, um, can actually come, you know, compete in the ring, week in and week out, to add to the product. Like those, those are the type of signings, Christian and Andrade so far. That I've been like, okay, those make total sense, and I'll be interested to see, like, when Joe's ninety days comes up. Brian can, uh, Brian Danielson can sign any fucking time he wants.
1: Um, Tommy End is fucking back that'd be fun. Yeah. He's officially like back as Tommy end. He pitched yeah. the whole huh. you know, really fucked up with him. I love oh that. Oh my guy, god, man. He had the biggest missed opportunity. Uh, I hate talking like that cuz anytime fans book shit, I'm just like just pump the brakes, cool guy. Like, what do we tie It's so with that old Triple H thing? He's like, "Yeah, no, no, you booked that amazing. How's your territory doing?" Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking show me.
0: If I had Tommy in, he'd be fucking world champion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I always have a. Uh, I always lean towards those guys with that, like, little supernatural, that boogeyman edge, you know, the Kane, Undertaker, and all that jazz. I love all that extra.
0: By the way, raspberries, where is that? For
1: these truly joints? Yeah,
0: I'm drinking the. We're, I bought some truly iced teas. The strawberry was really good, lemon was eh, and it just popped up in a raspberry. <laughs> Very
1: good. Raspberry team. Um, Tony and yeah. back in AEW. Well, yeah, I mean, where <clears> else? <throat> At least there's a place now. Yeah, Remember, I was thinking about when this whole thing went down and everyone was doing, like, GoFundMes for, like, uh, independent wrestlers, and I remember Braun gotten some shit because he was like, oh, all this fucking crying, fucking figure it out. Da-da-da-da-da. It's like, ooh, he's got to eat a little bit of that shit now. Oh, yeah, like people you were know giving him shit. Like, I mean, I- I was gonna you say shouldn't say, give somebody who up.
0: lost their job shit, but, like, I get... You know,
1: I get it. Oh, I totally expected it. Once you told me that they released him, I was like, ooh, people are going to bring up that he was a dick last year about that. Well, I mean, it's not that I don't agree with him, but it's like, ah, there's better ways.
0: <laughs> there's- <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people are saying he was a, 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 it was more of a of a contract casualty with him. He was making a guaranteed $1.2 million, you know. Yeah, so it's that's not
1: a talent thing. It's a fucking dollars thing. Yeah.
0: And a lot of people are saying, like, you know, has, yep, um, they're trying to get rid of these contracts because they're getting ready for a sale. And so, what, like, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, a, like them actually going, potentially, I should say, because it's not like, you know, they've come out and said, yeah, you know, like we're for sale. Although they have in the past, they're like, you know, Vince is always I like, I listen times to fucking in the deals. last
1: several years or like, there's little whisperings about, when ESPN first started their streaming, people yeah. were like, oh, they're going to buy WWE. I've, yeah, there's, there's been, I don't know about legit like offers or anything, but there's definitely been talks. And you see it reflected in the stock market. You see how it reflects their stock price. If they're cleaning up, and there has been talk, because what is it? It's like 55 bucks right now. That shit's been like $100 before. And it's happened on the cuff. Like Those kind of big jumps happened right before the deal with Fox. So if they're cleaning up to package another big deal like that where they make billions of dollars, like that sp that stock price can go from fifty five to sixty five overnight, and that's a dude you with with options especially with stock. If you just buy straight shares, that's a good day. But if you have options and that money's compounded like that, like. I always try to keep my ear to the business end of it because I do have a little bit of, like, stock shit going on. So I, it's nice to get into something you really, like, actually care about.
0: <laughs> so, like, if if they came out and said, like, yeah, man, like, we're, you know, highest bidder, would you get in just well, for, I, I, would you know, get like, I Yeah,
1: I would get, like, a three-month uh, option and just write. Because there will always be a pop on any news, whether it's legit or not. If there's something that kind of, like you know leaks there'll be a nice little thump and then sell that option when it drops down buy another one you know just while these talks are going on ride that channel but i mean we've seen that i remember when i first got into stocks right before maybe a year or so before you moved in with us in our california apartment we were talking about i mean that wwe was trading at like 22 fucking dollars And then right before the network came out, it went to like sixty, and then ninety, and then right. We called it. We're like, watch right around WrestleMania when the um, when the streaming service was new, was still really new. There's always a big old bump in the stock price right before WrestleMania, and we said we're like, yo, if we would have put two grand on that and look at it now today, we could have sold it. And we we did the math on it. We're like, yeah, it was funny. Like break in my like my stock. You know, it's a system and you got to like apply it to your mind the way it makes the most sense, like any math. You know, there's a million ways to solve an equation, but some different styles of solving it kind of just make more sense to your mind. It's the stock market's the same thing, it's this big giant mechanism that you stare at and then you figure it out kind of in your own way, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so it was cool kind of breaking in my understanding of how I want to play the market with WWE. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Vince doesn't know what he's doing. He's only a fucking billionaire.
1: Well, I thought that same kind of shit when people would fucking, like, double shit on Trump with stuff. I'm like, yeah, I understand why you don't like him. But also, really think about how you did Two-time fucking billionaire. Lost it all. Got it back. You know how many lifetimes it take for you to become a billionaire twice? (laughs) Right. And he's president. Fuck what you thought, bro. The guy pulled it off, dude. Like, so... You can sit on your phone and fucking bitch all day, but that guy fucking is doing things.
0: <laughs> oh god, did you see um the video of him like after his speech last night?
1: I haven't heard anything from him since they booted him off the shit. So
0: he, so he 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 had a speech in North Carolina at some fucking rally. Oh, yeah, dude. First of all, he, he wasn't I think there, I think there might be something wrong. He didn't he wasn't making a lot of sense. He's
1: fucking old, man.
0: And he had his fucking pants on backwards? No. Cuz everybody's like, "Where's the fucking zipper?" Huh. And like they were oddly wrinkled like at the at the fucking at the knees. Like that should be what the back of your fucking leg looks like,
1: you know? <laughs> he took them off on the plane and put them on backwards? Yeah, and it's fuck like, man. "What
0: the fuck?" I don't know,
1: like he's up there in age, that's yes, for sure. He's not a young man,
0: and, you know, and, and he's geared up for a fucking like, twenty twenty four run. Is he really? Yeah,
1: I thought I didn't know if he was going to be up for that.
0: Well, that's why they, like he's coming out now, like to try and get the ball rolling on that, get a little feel. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know, like just kind of go back into hiding, clean yourself up a bit, and then you know.
1: Put your pants on, right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) for real. Um, So we talked about uh, Logan Paul against Mayweather. Uh, It just came out last week that Jake Paul is going to fight former UFC, is a middleweight champion? Welterweight. Welterweight champion, Tyron Woodley.
1: Sounds like the Paul brothers about to get their ass kicked these (laughs) next couple months, man. I don't know how Logan pulled that off, getting a deal with fucking Mayweather like that. That's bananas. Um, and fucking Tyron Woodley's not been fucking Askering, no. dog. Like, that's a different kind of fucking animal for sure.
0: Think about, like, if, if you're an MMA fan out there, think of who and how Tyron beat to get that belt. Robbie fucking Lawler.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of people who can take that fucking right hand on the noggin and just kind of, like, walk it off. Definitely not no YouTube kid. I know everyone says he's ultra-dedicated. Yeah. He's ultra-talented. He's taking Even- it serious. It's like, that's still, you're talking about a fucking, like, a UFC, like, world champion. And a striking one, because... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the big difference here. Huge difference. If you're just a, uh, like an uber-casual fan and you think, well, dog, I mean, he knocked out Ben Askren. It's like, Ben was a fucking wrestler, dog. Like, that guy wasn't about... Damien Maya boxed him up, and Damien Maya yeah. is like a fucking jujitsu guy. Like, it wasn't really... His hands aren't nothing to fucking write home about. So it's crazy when people try to, like, dump Tyron into that, saying, well, you know, he's done it before. It's like, yeah, not really, though tyron woodley fucking murders people yeah like and tyron's last fight wasn't that long ago so he's still in some decent shape ben looked fucking chilling dad bought out bro and he's always had a bit of a doubt about it but which is fine because he's still out there grabbing fools tossing them around his win against fucking robbie lawler was some tough guy shit dude that's Probably the toughest fucking dad bod situation you'll ever catch. If you're, he got pounded the fuck out for that.
0: If you're, if you're not an MMA fan, um, he beat Robbie Lawler with what's called a bulldog choke. And a bulldog choke, in layman's terms, <laughs> is basically just like headlock where a dude is on one side of your body, you have his fucking head under your arm, and you're just squeezing the fuck out of him. And debatable on whether... He
1: looked like he was out, man. It looked
0: like he was out. You know, if you look at the fucking tape, you see his fucking arms go limp. Yeah. But uh, either way, to have a fucking dude like Ben Askren fucking get you in his grip, like, that's, that's pretty much a wrap.
1: Yeah, that was his bread and butter. So yeah. when you see him get clipped in a boxing match, it's like, well, this wasn't really his thing. Yeah. Tyron Woodley, on the other hand, has a gang of Ws on account of fucking blasting people. And But, you know, it, it is a different kind of, like, stand-up that he has. He doesn't have, like, a fucking George St. Pierre, Nick Diaz fucking, like, boxing stand-up style. Like, he has a real, like, wrestling-centric stand-up where it's really just explosive. So I'm not, you know, I feel like even adjusted to boxing, he's got a good chance at this because his cardio is probably going to be fine. He still yeah. probably hits, like, a Mack truck. You just got to straighten it out a little bit and get that get that space down. It's interesting. I, I, I don't see how the kid, I don't see how fucking, which one is this one, Logan, Jake? Jake, Jake. is fighting Tyron. Yeah, so Jake's not going to do well. And I don't know how the fuck Logan, I mean, I don't know, dude. If Connor couldn't pull it off, how is a regular ass dude going to do it? You know what I mean?
0: You know, I was watching, um... Uh some clips of uh, of Rogan uh, last night, and he said the only way he sees Logan getting anything off is if it's a very, very lenient ref, and and Logan can tie him up, get some dirty boxing in before they break him up, and you know do damage that way. But he doesn't see Logan being a uh, uh, able to get close enough, or b being fast enough yeah. to touch Floyd. What are the rounds like? How many rounds is it? Eight. Oh. Eight and knockouts are permitted. Hmm. So, it'd be super... I mean...
1: Might be a tough month for the Fall Boys.
0: Yeah. I mean, and and apparently, like, you know... Logan and and Jake are skilled boxers. And I'm sure if they dedicated, like... You know, if they they stopped fucking around on, on fucking YouTube and... Being just fucking professional trolls, I'm sure they could make a nice name for themselves in the sport.
1: But, I mean, they already have. They're just ultra modern promoters. Yes, you know what I mean. Like I don't see them as like elite fighters by any means. They're just some the Kim Kardashians of fucking sports entertainment. Well, that's wrestling, I guess. But well, no, I mean, mean technically,
0: like, like this, this would be this would fall under the under the category of sports entertainment.
1: Yeah, because they don't have, like, actual boxing records, right? Are these all, like, fucking, what do they call them? Well, the 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 Mayweather-Logan fight
0: is an exhibition.
1: That's what I mean. Like, aren't Jake's, most of their shit's exhibitions? Jake's, it
0: does count as a professional record, towards his professional record. Hmm. So he's, what, 3-0, 4-0, whatever it was. Uh, he's about to be fucking whatever in one, but, you know...
1: Yeah, I don't see him getting it off on time I like that. If he gets know. close
0: enough, he's gonna get fucking bonked, bro. That was like, such a bad idea. Like you would have been better off fighting Dylan Dennis, who's a grappling specialist. You know, but yeah, keep knocking out wrestlers, bro. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, like you keep keep knocking out fucking wrestlers, keep knocking out fucking jiu-jitsu guys, work your way up to a fucking uh, a Connor fight, get that fucking huge payday. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, yeah, I don't... So, I, I, apparently, he has a, He has a clause in the contract where he gets an automatic rematch. Who? Jake. Huh. So, he probably anticipates that this isn't going to go his way.
1: Let me get my two-piece in.
0: Yeah. So, and, and I was telling you, like, uh, a couple of days ago when, when we talked about it uh, at first, like, the only way I see this going down is either Tyron's going to fucking run right through him or he's going to fucking take a dive. The payday, um,
1: maybe I like to think that guys are above that kind of shit, but fucking hell.
0: Well, I mean, Tyron already, like in an Instagram post,
1: had mentioned that this, this would be uh, the most money he makes in one night ever in his life, yeah, yeah, than
0: he did in his entire MMA career, and that has to be very, very appealing to these MMA guys.
1: Well, I've seen a lot of, uh, like, comments almost on some conspiracy tip about how Ben took that, you know, took a dive on that just to fuck MMA because he wasn't very well liked. He was kind of considered yeah. overrated. Dana White opened his mouth pretty heavy for on his behalf. So for he's years. On, so he's on his, like, fuck Dana, fuck MMA I'll let this kid knock me out. I'll get rich and go home because I don't give a shit, and I don't fucking hate him for it. Well, if that's if that's the truth, I don't hate him for it. I just I just think that these guys that are like, I don't know, they've been competitive since they were fucking little boys, dog. I don't think you turn that off. You know what I mean? These high end elite competitors, like I don't think it's easy to just turn off their sense of pride and be like, "Yo, man." Take this dive, man. Fuck Dana. Like, I don't think that's a thing for them.
0: Well, when you're, when you're Ben's age, I can see it. You know, because, like, what more do you have to prove? Like, do you have to go back to fucking Japan? Like, do you have to go back to fucking Thailand? Do you have to go back to one and just fucking dominate? You know, be being, being a, a fucking uh, just a super fucking elite wrestler again at, at your age? Like, you don't really have to do that. Like, you've made it to the UFC. You won your fucking debut against a fucking top-ranked fighter and and you still didn't get the fucking uh um love and respect that you deserve like you know especially in the in the minds of like of of, of the, the 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 real like the hardcore fans yeah. you know like like fuck all these like people who t- just started following MMA cuz of Connor and like you know what not you know like like people who have been uh down with MMA since like before the UFC recognize Ben's talent and can see like you know, like, yeah, man, go go get that fucking bag, like fucking cash that check.
1: I think it's it's yeah, it's more of like just an age. It's an age thing where there's just such a great percentage of your your mind starts to relax. You know what I mean? When it comes to that like competitive, I just mentioned how I don't think that kind of competitive stuff turns off. So I don't see him like intentionally taking a dive. I lean more towards a lesser version of that, where he just really didn't try because he's like, "Fuck it, if I get knocked out, I still made a gang of money." Yep. So I don't think he's like over the conspiring, fucking taking meetings, talking about what moment in the second round should I eat this shit. I think he just mostly came in like, "Dude, I'm fucking, I'm fine, I'm fine. Dude, I'll get knocked out and I'll did take you this check fight? and not care." Because it's
0: not like he was like, you know, throwing hands he didn't do a lot. Shit, yeah.
1: And it seemed a little early too, man. He it looks like he just caught. I think he didn't take the power of the kid serious. He got caught with that big one, and then got up like, "Oh shit! All right, let's do this." And then the ref was like, "Nah, we're not doing anything." It did look a little early when I watched it. Did, it. Yeah. I was like, "He's up. He's fine. Yeah, what the fuck is going on here, dude?" Let the guy. Yeah, because you it. even see like the like you know when the ref like he's shakes inching like, towards the like, fucking he bends inching towards him. He's like, "Yo, let's all right." You know, like when,
0: when a guy isn't down for the count and gets up, and you have like the referee like grab him by the wrist and kind of like shake him yeah. to see if like he's, if Attach he's like the there. Bars together. You know, um, like he seemed fine. Yeah. So. It seemed
1: early to me. Like that's what I say. I don't think there's any sort of conspiracy towards him like eating shit on purpose or taking a dive. I just think he came in like willingly unprepared, not really fucking, you know, motivated to get in there. Yeah caught one early and was like, oh, shit, this is real. (laughs) And then before he knew it, the ref was calling it off. And then even after that, he's probably still like, ah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's the fucking last time Ah, I'm going to be in a ring. like, fuck
0: it. Sorry. I'll go back to fucking coaching college, kids.
1: I think of that kind of stuff all the time when I think of, like, one hit wonders. Any sort of artistry where someone has, like, commercial success for just a season and then they're done, everyone kind of, like, I don't know, puts their nose up to that kind of stuff. And it's like, bro, I'm such a, I've been such a regular, I'm fucking old now and I've had just regular jobs, regular this. If you gave me a big old chunk of money for some art I made one time that I'm interested, you know, I have passion for the art, but would you be a one hit wonder? That's fucking fine with me, dude. Right? Like,
0: as long as you hear my one song on the radio like four times a day,
1: <laughs> I don't fucking care. I don't care. I used to joke with that when I used to write a lot more than I do now. Boo. I uh I used to think all the time I was like it only takes one book dude you just need to do this once yeah. you know what I mean like it, you're not going to write don't... one book ever and then get famous from it you know keep writing keep doing better keep finding out what your path and your style is going to be but all it takes is one fu- one of these little fucking books dude can make what? all you need is that one time where you can call yourself a New York Times bestseller <laughs> that's <laughs> it and then you're done forever I don't know I just have this 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 lower middle class ideal where it's like I don't think in America it's that hard to lock that in, you know what I mean yeah. like we were talking to our buddy Mike about that kind of stuff, and in my fucking super just minimalist style in general, like I would be done. you know what I mean if i like yeah. if I had that kind of cash already, I'd be like, okay, so I put it in these kind of funds, I put it in here, you move around enough money correctly smart, you know, intelligently. You don't really have to do anything. If you, you know, if you're only living, if your bills are fucking $1200 a month and you can make that on fucking dividends spread out over the calendar year, it's like I'll live like that, you know what I mean? So I always think about like art in that weird little super anti-artist way, just super <laughs> uh super money driven where it's like it only takes one, bro, one little project and you're fucking good forever. So
0: with a guy like Tyron, he's in such a fucking interesting position because he's in the the spot that every MMA fan wants him to be in. Like, he's the guy that can shut Jake Paul up. There's no shutting a kid like that up, though. And he hasn't signed anywhere since being released from his contract. So he, if he runs through Jake Paul... Get stands to make a lot of fucking money wherever he fucking goes. Because now, now, you know, fucking uh, company fucking X can be like, we just signed the guy that fucking knocked out Jake Paul.
1: For a guy who's so, like, in my estimation, I don't know him personally or anything, just watching his career closely, Tyron Woodley is a pretty, like, fragile individual mentally. You know what I mean? Oh, kind of yeah, Like how for Vitor sure. Belfort was. Like, yeah. Just kind of... Uh, and kind of fragile mentally, um, and I think that it, it's like in the first fucking minute, like if shit's not going your way, if, yeah. If I'm not beating the shit out of this guy in the next two minutes, dude, I'm I'm gonna give up slowly but surely. Um, but I see this being like, I think you're right. Where if he fucking blasts through this guy, confidence through the roof, people are interested again. He starts getting those juices flowing. He f- he lands a fucking two-year 1FC contract, fucking starts clipping people over there, dude. I could see him pulling some Robbie uh, Lawler shit and He's coming, coming back. back to fucking the UFC for another yeah. little runny run. Well, he times, doesn't look like shit. It's just no. those welterweights are fucking animals, bro. And it's like, sorry, dude, good luck with that group. This fucking new generation of welterweights are no fucking joke. fucking fun, bro. They can grapple their ass off. They're super dynamic. They got crazy hands. Good fucking luck with that, dude. It, it's Gilbert so, Burns, fucking, oh my God. bro, Kamaru, <sighs> and Kamaru it figuring out figuring his fucking hands out is scary. Yeah, good luck with that, bro. Like that that whole that whole scene is fucking beat. Maybe he fucking gets confident and goes up to middleweight, dude, and tries to fucking put it on someone else, man. Well, that is, especially like at an older,
0: because like Tyron's like in his like late thirties.
1: Yeah. Like those and, guys usually move up a weight yeah, class. They're over it because they're
0: like fuck cutting weight. Like, <laughs> I'll just fucking walk. You know, fight out what yeah, I walk around shit. at. Yeah, you know? but uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what what happens and like where his career goes from here. I mean, fuck, like you know, like Dana White hates Jake Paul so much he might fucking give Tyron a fucking like a little five five fight contract. <laughs> you know, like right out into the fucking sunset and you know with the biggest fucking MMA company in the world, but um. We'll see
1: what else what else is going on? I don't Maybe. know, I don't pay attention to anything. I've worked my job got fucking hard, man. like <laughs> your job got <laughs> hard well, not hard. it's just uh it you know, I got the little entry level customer service joint when I first started because, you know that's how that's how it goes. Get yeah. in where you fit in, bro, and then just climb that ladder. Well, the ladder's been going well. But I kind of miss, like, oh, fuck, there's no good way to say it, but I like not having to work, like, super-duper hard. <laughs> that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like, I always do my best, and I always do what's required. I'm real accountable, and I make sure everything gets done. But now everything that needs to get done has just tripled, so it's like, uh Like being really, really good at my job wasn't that hard that long ago. Now it's like, all right, you still want to be like that fucking that guy? You want to be a fucking beast at this? Here's what it requires now. And it's that the requires now portion is like, oh, this is actually like fucking hard now. Like I got to really get just more tools, more tools, just staying more organized and making sure I handle what's in front of me at that moment. Because that's what happens with office stuff that I notice. I'm still pretty fucking new to like high-end office game (laughs) if that's a thing the uh just finding out that's probably the biggest one right now is do what's in front of you now because when different kind of responsibilities pack up you try to organize them and multitask of course but sometimes when you get too kind of when you're stacking the deck against yourself it's easy for shit to fall through the cracks you know what i mean yeah and so i found it better for me to just what's in front of you what's the task here Handle that. What's the next one? Handle that. Instead of you start a thing and then a call comes in and then you're like, okay, nope, write that down. That can be next. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. try not to interfere directly. It's, it, in it's, the thing. it's a
0: lot easier. Like when you're not trying to juggle multiple shit at once, like if you can just fucking lay shit out, yeah, you know, it, it's it just gets better.
1: daunting when you see those thirty things pile up real quick. You are like, "Fuck!" Oh yeah, because then you know, one of them could have took two seconds. One of them is a two second email reply, but I didn't jump into that because I was doing something else already. Yeah, so I am just trying to dial in the new, the new era of work. Trying to find like where you prioritize your time. Yeah, cre- Christians talk about that kind of stuff, like the the language is seasons. You know what I mean? Like, so huh. there is a new season of work coming. I felt it. I knew that it was on its way with the new responsibilities and the bumps and all that kind of stuff. I was like, "All right, you need to adjust. You need to calibrate your day because the old way of doing things it's not it's not gonna keep you a top performer any longer."
0: Yeah, and you're 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 similar to me. Like, um, I'm I'm the type of like person where, and I think I've I think I've talked about this before. Like, I don't I'm not content with just being a fucking spoke on the wheel. I want to be a cog in the engine. So I'm like. I'm like, hey, like, I did everything you needed me to do. If there's anything more that I could take off of your plate. Yeah. You know, like, just, you know. Just
1: it's just becoming throw shit at me. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, your, your fucking plate is stacked like a fucking, like, a 50-foot tall, like, plate of pancakes, and you're just like, fuck. Like, okay. I didn't want this many fucking yeah.
1: pancakes. Yeah. And it's
0: like, <laughs> all right, let's fucking, let's get down to it you know and then it's like and you and if you can clear that plate and and the, the people above you are impressed and they just keep fucking feeding you more and more and more and you just keep fucking knocking it out of the park it's like fuck like in your head you're like fuck I shouldn't have opened my fucking mouth but at the same time it's like you're you're winning and people are noticing um so it like it helps your personal growth tremendously even though like inside you're just like I need a fucking break. You know?
1: Yeah, no, I have, a, like, a little tension with myself about juggling it. Like I was just talking about, like, it was nicer to just be really, really good at this level, but now it's, like, leveled up. It's like, fuck, man. Maybe I pulled, maybe I did, did a little bit too much too quick. But you do feel really good. It's just like any good fucking advice people have been given for years. Like, when you make a list of shit and then you start checking those off, like that big stack of pancakes you're talking about, like, Sometimes my nature just depends on how I'm feeling and I'm trying to like wrangle that to be, you know, the best for the best situation. And sometimes I see that stack of pancakes and I naturally get like excited. I'm like, oh, destroy this fucking list, dog. Like you're the guy, we'll fucking win. And then sometimes I see the list and I'm like, ah, there was never this fucking stack before, (laughs) man. Fuck. I used to just fucking hang out, man, and do my little job and get my little money and it was fine. So I do wrestle with that a little bit where it's like, ah,
0: no. you know, You know what's funny is like there's always a time where I'm like I shouldn't have opened my fucking mouth. I could have <laughs> ju- like, just fucking just kept doing my job, yeah. killing it, fucking making a lot of money. But I just had to open my fucking mouth. But at the same time, it's like if I see somebody doing just that, like just doing their job like to a T... And just, like, you know, like, like if your job is just, is just to answer phone calls and take orders, try and upsell them a little bit, and then the rest of the time, like, if it's a girl, like, filing her fucking nails, if it's a dude, like, on fucking Instagram or whatever the fuck, I'm just, like, looking over at them, like, you lazy fuck. like You could be doing so much fucking more. And it's, like, I don't want to fucking be that person. Yeah. I want to fucking kill it. Like, yeah, you're killing it, but not... Like, I am.
1: Yeah, My I have enough social anxiety within the workplace where I'll never be, like, the bottom guy. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's just not me. It's not because I care so much about the job and I have all this integrity. It's mostly out of just fear for myself. <laughs> it's not a noble thing whatsoever. It's my own bullshit. But it comes in handy. So is it, like, a psychological thing? Like, you're afraid to lose? Not afraid to lose. I just can't be, like, the fucking... Because there's stats and there's like objective measurements that they look at that determine who's doing what. You just don't want to be that bottom bitch. I'll never be the fucking bottom, bro. It's like my daddy said, man. When I used to work with him in people's backyards, we'd be on personal property. You know what I mean? Like, we'd be on homeowners' land and we'd do their, our little, you know, stucco work in the back and. If I did something slightly wrong that would like arouse the homeowner to ask questions like, oh, well, here, what, what happened over here? Like, oh, we had to tape that down. When we remove the tape, we'll get the paint in. It'll look a lot better right now. It looks a little clunky. That's far from the finished product. But just because of that initial, well, what's that? Now they're going along everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like it, my dad's main thing mostly was like, don't give people an excuse, man. You know what I mean? Like, don't give them a reason to, like, double-check your shit. Because if you just do everything right the first time, you want to be the guy at work where people people above you can delegate responsibility and not worry. I want all the managers above me to be able to send me a task and not be like, I hope this doesn't get fucked up. Like, I want them confident. And I want a bunch of them to think that. So whenever there's conversation amongst them, they all have the same vibe of, oh, no, he's a little beast, man. I oh, hell, I fucking do this, that, and he handles that. You know, that's that's the conversation that you want to be a part of. And a lot of that is doing it right the first time and fucking don't give them a reason to start diddling through your shit and figuring out. I don't know. Yeah. I'm it's, definitely a lot more tired when I get home, though, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's It's weird, like, seeing... I don't know exactly if it's just, like, a generational thing or just, like, an individual personal thing, but I don't, and what I'm about to say, like, I don't mean to, like, offend anybody, but I just don't see, like, the younger generation putting forth that extra effort. Like, they just want to get their job done and go home. And it's, like, I get that, you know, because I used to be like that. Yeah you know and, and and hopefully it's like like it's something that in time like as you kids get older you know you'll you'll notice like okay I'm done and you're just not going to be content with just sitting around for the next like hour hour and a half when it's like i know so and so is leaving like fuck i'd i'd like that bump and pay Like, I've seen him or her, like, do their job. It's not that fucking hard. I can handle that. Hmm. Like, so, you know, eventually you start going that little bit of an extra mile, you know, um, whether it's just, you know, asking for for more on your plate or if you get done and you see somebody, like, you know, um, struggling to complete their task, helping out. Yeah. Because now it's... Now you've become somebody that that the company can rely on. And, you know, before it gets to the point where, like, me and Brandon are talking, like, where it's like, like, fuck, like, I'm fucking tired, it's fun.
1: Yeah. So. Well, that's the goal for any beginning space before you, like, stack it up beyond your means is do your very best taking care of all your own personal responsibilities that you have towards your job and then service the team. Cause if you're that guy, cause you notice that a lot with like waiters and shit. Like the top guys are like their t- their section is handled, and they're running food for their best friend. You know, cause it's all like it's a family. You know, restaurants are really it's a real close knit little community for work. And you see like the top people, and I notice that hyper productive people in the restaurants have the same kind of habits, and it looks it looks the same in the office. Where they have all their shit handled, and they're going from desk to desk, like, oh, did you, did you call me? You needed help for you had a supply order in Atlanta. You couldn't figure out the sales order thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're servicing their team, and all of their responsibilities personally, individually, are getting taken care of as well. So that's the goal. Um, when it comes to like generational commentaries, like, I'm not sure about this next generation. I never get too concerned, overly concerned with that kind of talk when it's subject matter that. I've heard generationally for generations. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's always old folks like these fucking kids. And it's like, well, is there a steady decline this whole time? Cause I've been hearing that for fucking three generations that this next generation watches too much TV Plays too many video games now these guys there's too much too much social media time, too much screen time. It's like that's the same shit that you were giving kids in the fucking eighties about playing too many video games when that was a real concern that kids weren't they weren't going outside and it's the same beef to me, yeah, and you know what sometimes it was detrimental to a kid's growth, and sometimes it was so interesting to a kid that they kind of increased their knowledge and now they're running fucking they were part of the dot com bubble. Or when they're developing all these apps, these app developers, these guys making fucking millions of dollars putting together these little programs and blah blah blah. Those are the same kids where you were telling them when they were, you know, younger in the seven in the late seventies and eighties, you were telling them like, hey, you're on the computer a little too much. Like maybe you should go outside and play with the kid. So I see it the same way where it's like you're telling these kids like you have too much screen time. Well a lot of that screen time's gonna develop into an appreciation for whatever they're doing and it's going to make them contribute to that thing in 20 years in a big way and it also might make them a lazy fuck because that you know physical activity eludes them and anything hard going to be a huge obstacle and then they're going to have to struggle with that their whole life which is an issue so do you see what i'm saying yeah. like there's always going to be both sides to that and so when i hear that i'm always just like well that's a thing that's never going away And I've seen I've been thoroughly impressed by a lot of young people to be honest. Like I've actually had more positive experiences. Some of the girls that I worked with, the younger girls that I worked with at the restaurant when I was managing the barbecue place, those guys were those girls, especially in a Las Vegas context and this kind of landscape of living in a place like this where they got a lot of male attention and they could have hooked it up and they could have you know, I grew up with fucking pretty free girls, you know what I mean? Like, just kind of, yeah. you know, loosey-goosey chicks, dude. Fucking free love type shit. And these girls weren't having that. You know what I mean? I, there's this one girl, uh, she got engaged, she's 19 years old, and she always dressed real proper for work, but then she would change and then get dressed up for, like, a date night with her dude. And she was absolutely stunning. And we noticed that she, like, toned down, like, the flair, so to speak, of her fashion, you know? She's a real fashionable girl. And... There was a lot less skin, you know what I mean? She was, she was just a lot more, like, conservative in how she dressed. And her response, this girl's 19, grew up in Vegas, which I, I, can't, I can't explain that. I, I, I can't get into that more about how odd this is for this attitude. But this girl, we were giving her shit, and her dude's name is my, uh, my name as well. And she was like, I, you know, I just don't want to dress like that. And ever since I got engaged, like, this is Brandon's now. I, I don't want to. This isn't for anybody else. This is for him. Talking about like her body and whatnot. And I was like, God damn, that is a far cry from the 19 year olds I fucking knew when I was a kid, dude. Like, to be that kind of like. That's badass. Good for her. And that's what I mean. And there's a couple of those. There's a couple little 19 year old girls that were just, I mean, beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, gorgeous. And a lot of dudes doing dude shit towards them. And the girls never gave them an inch, never placated the bullshit, never got, you know what I mean? Like, He's coming back after my shift. Because I've seen that before, too, in young people where it's like, that guy's coming back. Can I clock out? They clock out and they jump in the back of a truck with some fucking dude that they just met 47 minutes ago. They when just hit, served what, a mistake. Exactly, <laughs> New. Like, you see that shit across the board. But I've seen these younger girls that were, like, just complete opposite. And there's a couple of uh, young people at the new job at the office that they're so, like, it's, it's weird to see, like, them so organized. I'm like, you're how old? You're 22? Do you know? I was not doing this when I was 22. Like just seeing how people get their shit together at yeah. such a younger age without divvying up so much time to partying and friends, and because you can do all that stuff too. But to prioritize like the real world shit that keeps your life moving forward, I wasn't great at that. So when I see young people doing that so well, like not succumbing to the pressures of the strip and all the shit that comes with Vegas and friends, and you know just all the bullshit. It's like when I see people juggle that really well at a young age, I'm always like, dude, you're fucking winning. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, I think me and Liz are doing fine, and we oh, should sure. not give a fuck about nothing until we were like 26. So when I see the kids that are 22 and they've already been at it for five years, it's like, yeah, you're going to be fine. <laughs> you're going to be just fine. Yeah, I'm excited like, for young folks. I, they don't bother me at all. I also don't live in Southern California where I, all these crazy young people stories seem to come from. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, just a different thing. We've
0: we've both worked in management. Like I've gotten a lot of like uh, um, the younger crowd. Like how do I get more hours? Blah blah blah. You know that that kind of thing. Don't be content with just doing the bare minimum. You know, like Gotta get, become valuable. Get yourself noticed. Yeah. You know, like if a shift opens up, take that fucking shift. You know, like if somebody calls out and you get a call like, hey man, like or or hey, you know, so and so, um, can you work? Blah 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 shift. They called out, this and that. Even if you have like, you know, if you if, if you were gonna go you know, go get your nails done, if you were gonna go buy a new fucking pair of jeans or whatever the fuck, be like, Yeah, you know, I can do that because you can get your nails done another day. You can buy a fucking new pair of jeans or boots or whatever the fuck another day. But if you're trying to fucking.
1: It's prioritizing an event. Yeah. Like, here's the things I want to do. But here's a thing that just came up on the radar that will increase. I'll get some money for it. It'll raise my status a little bit amongst the jobs. And I chose that versus getting nails or going to the right. game or whatever the fuck. Like Because,
0: like, if you start to get noticed and you start to get more hours, guess what? Now you can get your nails and your hair done. Now you can buy fucking, now you can buy boots, now you can buy jeans, I can buy new shirts.
1: Yeah. And, you I, th- I think of it as just, like, investing in myself. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Like, take on a ton of responsibility, <clears throat> eat all that shit. And then it kind of goes into a thing I keep in mind all the time because a lot of offices and a lot of, like, service systems, there's so many systems. You know what I mean? There's so many systems involved in these different sequences and these protocols and these different ways to do stuff. And when you're kind of new to the game, you have this kind of, like, third-party perspective, and you look at something that's been in motion for, you know, 10, 20 years and I want to raise my hand and be like, why is it done this way? Wouldn't it be better this way? But that's kind of like a shitty attitude. If you're a young person just walking in the door, that's a real odd space to kind of navigate. That's a slippery slope. That's some thin ice because you can come across as like hard to work with or like, "Ah, oh, he's a fucking pain in the ass. I just So I struggle with a bit of that where I keep in mind an old quote that I swear. I attribute it to my dad because I just think it sounds better when you make quotes towards old people, but it's something I actually fucking say all the time that I thought of just for myself is don't do what you think. Do what you're told. Just do what you're told. You see something, you think you know the right way. You think you know everything. Just slow down, do what you're told, do what you're told. And if you do what you're told long enough, eventually they'll ask you what you think. Does that make sense? It's like, I have all these ideas of the protocol The sequence, well, when this goes in, this goes that way, and then, well, why why do we send it there? Shouldn't we just send it straight here? Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Doesn't matter right now. How about you just do what you're fucking told, and you do that perfectly? If you do what you're told perfectly, eventually the people above you will ask you, well, what do you think? Yeah, how do you know we what make I mean? this better? Yeah, so that that's the role I'm trying to play right now is just take on all this extra responsibility and I've been on like a steady increase there for like a good piece of time. Um but now I like just just politics within the office and how things are going. I don't see a ton more. I got all the the like the hourly bumps and all that kind of stuff. I don't see it moving up significantly again for some time. So I'm That's what I mean. Where I'm like, all right, well,
0: unless you take on a new
1: role, exactly. Like I've used up all my juice. Does that make sense? Like I've gotten all the every time I get because I know I'm a a Jordan Peterson guy as well. So anytime any of this new responsibility came my way, after I did it well for a couple of months, a quarter, you know, fiscal quarter, I would always bring it up and be like, hey, you know, I took on this extra shit. Da 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 da. Can I get a bump? And now all of those. I've I've used up all my reasoning. Does that make sense? Like, so where I'm at right now financially, getting what I'm getting, what I'm earning from this company, is going to be what it is until the next leap, and that next leap might not be for a while. So I'm kind of like rationalizing, like, all right, you took on all this extra stuff. Here's where you're at. Be happy. (laughs) Does
0: Does anybody from your office, like any higher ups from your office, listen to the podcast?
1: I don't know, man. Lindsay, Lindsay jeez, Lizzie was listening to one, and then one of the I.T. guys asked about it, and uh, I mean, I wouldn't be like opposed to it, you know what I mean? Like I do a good job. If anybody, there's, there's a brand in work versus a, in my garage on a Sunday yeah. drinking Trulies with my brother-in-law. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, you, if, you, if you're the same guy the whole time, you'll never do that well. If
0: anybody In upper management is listening. I hear you guys are looking for a sales manager. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the experience. Would you, Just work, would you work there? I would, yeah.
1: I mean, it's a good office. Man. I mean,
0: I was trying to get a sales job, but Adam didn't hire me. You got the other shit. No, Adam's gone. And I'm a sales manager currently. Boom, dog. Go online, bro. Fill it out. I haven't seen it pop up online. Do I to go directly on the website?
1: I don't know. It might be on like a LinkedIn or some bullshit. I'll check it out.
0: So, last week we had a um, a fun little uh, Am I the Asshole to uh, kind of decipher. Uh, so, this week I got another one.
1: Is it the Reddit
0: chick? It's, it's a different Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no,
1: but that's what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. That's so funny. Mike fucking chimed in. Yeah, I saw thread. that. Fucking chick's an idiot Fuck Or no wait wait, I don't I forgot which one he went on But he was passionate Whatever side he was on He was like This is what happened He he laughed at the guy (laughs) He he laughed at the guy Being a feminist Ugh I just, you know, dude, if you're a team, why does it fucking matter, bro? It if, you're, doesn't, if you're winning, she's winning and oh, that's what Mike was. He's a little bit more old school and he, you know, he's got the bread to be old school. Yeah, for <laughs> he's sure. He's like, "Listen, everybody, every guy wants to fucking win that race. I don't give a fuck what they say." And, and you know what? He's not wrong. But also, just for the fucking just to keep the merry air of a relationship, like if that's how you feel personally, I wouldn't drag that through the relationship garden and be yeah. like, yo, dude, this is bullshit. You only got that job. Cause fucking dirt, Like, okay, she's I'm, winning now. I'm so better yourself, you fucking goon.
0: I'm definitely an hour money kind of guy. Like, I, I don't mind if like, if, if, th- if a that, girl that, that's makes the more than
1: that from fucking like straight feminism, dude, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. So this third wave that's talking about, they want to do this. They want to do this. They want to do this. It's like, that's fine. But you also can't get weird if you start making more money than him because isn't that kind of like the paradigm you're trying yeah. to break apart? Like <laughs> That's exactly and, and like that's, it. And that's that's another thing that's hilarious about it. If you look at young couples, if you look at income and you look at the kind of information that comes through about our country, young chicks out of college make more money than dudes that are yep. straight out. It's just you girls make. And that's what I never understood when it came up to uh, when chicks in business were talking about how – they weren't making any money or it's, it's just an unfair playing field. Guys automatically make more money. I didn't have any of the actual, like, information. But just in personal experience, I was like, that's not what I see at all. I know I know a girl, a gang of girls who work in offices that make a shit ton of fucking money. I know a gang of guys that work in offices or work in, in like, admin type shit. And they don't yeah. make as much. The girls make way more than them. So to me, when I first heard that beef, I was like, I don't, I don't, that's not, it wasn't my experience. And then when it gets backed up with the actual data, you're like, yeah, you girls actually do fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the beef is. You guys do okay.
0: So for this round of, uh, am I the asshole? Some Reddit shit? Yeah. Fun. Am I the asshole for not letting my boyfriend apply at my company? Yes. I am a 35-year-old female lead software developer at a startup, so a small company. Company is fully remote, so everyone works at home. I live with my 36-year-old male boyfriend slash long-term partner. He is fully employed and not unhappy in his current job. Mm. We own the house that we live in. God, they're killing it. Yeah. My company recently opened a position for Scrum Master, and my boyfriend wanted to apply. He's heard me talking about the company, and he believes it will be successful, as do I. He suggested he apply for the job, and I asked him not to. I have several reasons for this. Number one, the relationship between Scrum Master and Lead Developer is a tight one and can sometimes be tense and I'm not comfortable having him in that position.
1: So let him know before he fucking applies. Be like, listen, I'm going to be the one being a bitch, bro. Are you okay yeah. with me being a bitch? Like, And, you know, maybe he is. If, 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 if that's the hierarchy of the job, yeah, honey, of course I'll be fine with that because that's your position. I don't know. I don't know. Go she, ahead. She Sorry. goes on, I believe he would use his personal
0: relationship with me as leverage that any other scrum master would not be able to. I know his personality, and I know that he would. Number two, the company is not yet profitable and is still high risk. I do not think it's wise for us to put all of the household eggs in one basket in this case, because if the company fails, as many startups do, we will both be
1: unemployed at the same time. I'd be a lot more comfortable if that was her one and only reason. Exactly. If that right. was the only reason, I think that'd be a lot more telling than how she started with you know, the relational stuff versus, you know, the actual objective finance. Like, yo, man, if this place goes to shit, we're both fucked. Like, you have a good job. Yeah. That but he doesn't that, hate. That should be all she has to say and be like, you know what, honey? I'm not, this place can go up in flames tomorrow and you got a nice job. You're happy there. Like, and the guy a, should be like, you know what? You're fucking yeah, right. Th- that's a great point, sweetheart. <laughs> Number three, I really don't need someone
0: in my household making comments like, Why are you going to the gym when you have this 13-point ticket to finish? Again, I know his personality, and I know this is something he would do. I thought this conversation was over weeks ago, and then the other day I mentioned that I had referred a friend of mine for another position in the company, and he got really angry that I would refer another friend and not let him apply. None of my above reasoning applies to my friend who lives in another state. It's been a few days, and he's still angry with me. He said I should let him apply. I said he should respect that this is a boundary I'm not willing to compromise. Am I the asshole?
1: I feel like she has a pretty fucking low opinion of her boyfriend. It kind she, of sounds she gives, way, like, yeah. she gives like off this scenario and then goes, and he would because I know his personality. It's like, well, so, that guy sucks a little.
0: Yeah, if you, if your boyfriend's that much of a fucking douchebag, why are you with him?
1: Yeah, I like the second reason. That actually fucking made a ton of sense, and it wasn't relational. When you're leaning a bunch of other stuff, like, that's a little clunky to me.
0: Yeah, and then to mention to your boyfriend, like, oh, yeah, I referred my fucking homie. It's like, <laughs> your yeah, of course, he's going to be like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah,
1: I was like, well, you're begging for fucking a little twisted eyebrow for that. Like, of course he's going to look up and be like, dude, hey, what the
0: fuck, Not man? Not only that, but it, it, it sounds to me like he's respected her wishes and has not applied. Yeah. Because he said, like, why would you... Why would you refer your friend and not let me apply? Like
1: I'm so know? pessimistic about these sort of things as well. Like when I hear her list, I always feel like there's a secret number four and she's like, also, Brad from HR likes to fuck me on Wednesdays. Right. So I can't let that get caught. You know what I mean? Like I really do. Like right. I have a low opinion of people in general. So I always think there's something extra. And you know if, what? That's something I learned in fucking jail, bro. Like, when you first got in there and everyone's telling their story, I didn't do nothing, dog. I did this. This would do. Be- and it's all a bunch of, I never did shit. I'm wrongfully accused. I shouldn't even be in here. By the fucking second week of being locked in these rooms with these guys, other details start emerging from the story. And all of a sudden, it's not so much like innocence versus, fuck, I got caught. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I didn't even dog. I, I just left the house, okay. And then three days later, it's like so. I knocked her on her ass and I left the house. It's like yeah, well. <laughs> it's, you, it's like, okay, so that's why yeah, the police were yeah, after you. Yeah, you didn't mention that you choked slander through the fucking sliding glass door, dog. Like, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, that's just that's just my human. That's how I feel about humans in general. There's always more to it than the initial storytelling. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a four or five and a six on this list that we just don't know about. Because if she just came at it with that second point, that's reasonable. Yeah, this is a startup, and I just want to say, can all go to shit. Yeah,
0: you know, like, like ladies and guys, because this applies to both of you. If you have a quote work husband or a work wife, and you're dating or engaged or married to somebody, you're you're a shitty person. <laughs> You're a shitty person, and I don't care if like if it's just like oh you know like the uh, like the older gals say you know Samantha's my work wife or you know or Julio's my work husband. It's like there's a reason for that, and it's because you guys are spending way too much fucking time. Like beyond now, like now it's gotten to the point where it's beyond coworker time.
1: Well, yeah, everything's got to get processed through the relationship of you know of the people involved. So, I, I, I like I said, r- restaurants have a real, like, real chummy, real close-knit community of people. You're always rubbing up against each other. Most everybody's in shape, you know what I mean? You, they're on their feet. They're running around. Most waitresses get hired. A good, a good portion of the weight is their, like, attractiveness, you know what I mean? Yeah. And not just necessarily, like, a hot person, but attractive, bubbly personality. It may, you know, you might not be shaped like a fucking killer, but... If you have an attractive personality, just an attractive glow, that confidence, that charisma, so it's a bunch of those kind of people running around a room, working hard. You're on your feet, instant accountability. Like it's it's a real quick way to uh, get involved with people. And I've had you you know Stephen, uh, my man, comes through all the time. He had a work wife, and his real wife like knew it was one of, but she came from the restaurant business as well, and just knew like work wife. I hear that, and I think it's someone who does more double-checking on you than everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily like a physical or sexual or like an overly emotional relationship. It's just, oh, Tammy's always helping Brandon out. I know, dude. Tammy's like his work wife. Do you know what I mean? Like, I try to keep it a little bit more. I hope it's a little bit more innocent, but I do know what you mean. Like, if that's even, if, if that's even language used... Because you guys are doing too much. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's it's different if, like, both of you are single. And you guys, are, you know, you just have that connection. Like, that's fine. But if you're fucking involved with somebody, just don't fucking do it. It's not a good look.
1: Well, I had, yeah, I had a nice, um, I know, I, I've seen girls get real shitty about the, uh, what was his name? Fucking, I always say Billy Sunday. That was the one before him. What was the other Sunday? Super Evangelical. Evangelical. Oh man, Billy Graham. Jeez. Oh. Billy Sunday is the old school one. Quit the quit the major leagues. Became like this big gnarly preacher. Like the 20s, I think. And then Billy Graham is another evangelical, pretty famous. But he had that rule, the Billy Graham rule, and that's like real similar to like the Mike Pence rule that everyone got all fucking gnarly about about being around <laughs> chicks. Like I've, I get why girls think that's a real, why do you even have to do that? Well, because <laughs> I get why you're upset and why you think it's gross, but it's also not a terrible idea. So I I, I always did something like similar. Like I, I never, I always get weary about people that you work with that are married and you've never seen a picture of their wife on their phone. They've never come into the office. They've never come in. Like, so like I would make sure Liz came in. To the fucking restaurant and got big hugs, introduced everybody and everybody Yeah, like not loves just not Lizzie. just waiting
0: for you in the parking
1: lot. Fuck that. She yeah, the girls need to see her and get the they need they need to experience our relationship. They need to see me hug my kids, cause then there's a little bit more weight, there's a little bit more context for anything that if they want to get a little gruesome. Cause you know, guys are gross, but I gotta tell you, dude, girls are fucking gnarly too, man. There's yes. there's been so many of those like I don't know. Stupid shit, dude. If you weren't married, I'd fucking destroy you. You know what I mean? Like, girls acting crazy. And it's like, you know what? If you give them enough open doors and and enough breadcrumb, you know, a a, a thick enough trail, they'll take that in. So I made sure, like, everybody knew I have a fucking wife that I give a shit about. You're going to watch me give a shit about her. You're going to shake her hand. You're going to fucking hug her. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're going to know that if you ever try anything silly – that you're actively trying to fucking wreck a family. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it puts yeah. more pressure. And that's not even, again, most of my fucking nobleness is just really hedging bets against my own fucking dirty bat bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be caught up in any sort of fucking disgusting nonsense, dude. I'm not trying to be a fucking cheater and ruin fucking shit. Dude, I've seen how that plays out with people's lives and how it works out with the kids. And that shit's an it's an ugly... I got, I don't know. I've had a bunch of sex and sex isn't worth that turmoil in the house, dude. Like destroying a living room. I talk so much about the living room and the dinner table. Like I'm going to burn those two places to the ground over some sex with like a fucking young, a younger person. Like, bro, guys are fucking crazy. (laughs) Guys are fucking crazy. I would never do that. Well here. And that's what I say. I don't ever want to do that. So I try to put as much, like, buffer barrier in the way. Like, yeah, you're going to see me and Liz are married. You're going to see us fucking... You're going to see our relationship live and in color right in front of you. So if you... It'll at least keep you from attempting any sort of dirtiness. Which will, you know, of course, keep my options limited. Because, I don't know, man. I'm pretty confident about myself. But I'm also, like, realistic. I grew up reading that fucking that big blue book from NA and you know the NA uh, Alcoholics Anonymous Narcotics Anonymous the big blue book is like a big book of testimonials and there's always there's this one story two stories I think of all the time with stuff like that where like this woman was like a fall down drunk fucked up da 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 da, da, da goes through the 12 steps gets the help her kids are in kindergarten she gets sober her kids graduate and she's at like a retirement party. And it's like, so we're talking about like 40 years of kicking ass almost. Do you know what I mean? Like a good 20, 30, almost 40 years on top. So she went from her kids being in kindergarten, getting her shit together, all the way to her like retirement party. And she had like a sip of champagne. And that kick started this whole domino effect. You know, she's got, she doesn't have the same responsibilities. She's earned the right to party a little do you know what i mean all the different ways that you rationalize your nonsense i'm conflating the two stories these are two different stories put together but the the essence is the same thing you can be kicking ass for a very long time and still fuck up and make a mistake that you thought you would never make again and i don't feel like being ignorant and being overly confident like i would never do that when i hear people say that i'm like careful with that dog like careful with it i would never do that i was like you know i mean? i just i don't know i've seen too much shit especially when it comes to sexuality and like relationships do you know many times i've been like a local vegas boy i grew up out here and there's like a little fucking bridal party and there's guys you know i got like i got more scumbag homies that are just like they'll try to fuck your wife bro they don't care they don't care and in the beginning your little wife's like oh my god no stop yeah I, get, please just Okay, Mike paid for... Th- I've Dude, this is a quote. Mike paid for this whole entire trip. I could never break his heart like that. And that was the first rebuttal. 20 minutes goes by. The next round comes around. My man takes another stab at it. He gets a little closer, a little closer, a little closer. By the end of the night, dude, that girl was making love with people that were not her husband, that she was just defending hours earlier. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I've seen yeah. the crumble. I've seen the breakdown. I've seen the moral fiber get, like, beat down enough where the mistake happens. And so I try to be real realistic with myself. So like, you're not above being a piece of shit, dog. So put the fucking, put the cones, the buffers, <laughs> put everything where it needs anything to be. Anything you can anything to you can. It. Fuck me, man. I hate that when guys talk like that, it's like on some, it turns into like men are weak pieces of shit. It's like they sound like prepared fucking noblemen to me. <laughs> That's how I think of it. It's yeah. like, yeah, no, they are for sure pieces of shit. But the guys who are taking these measures, they're prepared and they're trying to be noble. Like, bro. And it
0: goes, it goes both ways because like, women can fucking do that too. Cause like then they'll try to get it in your head like, disgusting, like, 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 wait, you don't like pussy?
1: Bro, stop (laughs) it, dude. Girls are fucking outrageous. I don't want to hear it. I'm just talking from a male perspective and how I see it from...
0: Because, like, like you, I have scumbag friends, but I've also known really fucking shitty-ass women that'll do just that. Like, try and, like, break you down to the point where, like, they'll fuck you just for the conquest. Just... Just because, like at yeah, first, at first you destroyed Flipped
1: them. male and female, so the same kind denied. Of, yeah, yeah, no, I got you. The, the the same kind of things that you would look at a guy for and be like, "What a piece of shit." It's like you can flip that and put that. You can put all those same piece of shit attributes on top of female form, and it looks a little bit of different in real life, but it's essentially the same. Predatorial, the same kind of fucking. Oh yeah. Just ugh, the same kind of dirtiness, dude, and I don't know. Like I said, I have a pretty low expectation from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because
0: I've, i that, that, like, what you don't like pussy? Like, yeah, like, I've, I've heard that before. I also ended up fucking her, so I can't talk. <laughs> um, Gross. You've mentioned uh, uh, a bunch of times that you've been uh, a server at a restaurant. Yeah, yay. And earlier in the week. I had lunch at The Habit, of course.
1: <laughs> fucking loser. And uh, we say that because he goes there every fucking every day.
0: Every fucking day. Like me I and Will it. were
1: just making fun of you about that. <laughs> we had The Habit, and he was like, you know, I came in here with Dude, and he walked in, and everyone was like, hey, Lyle. And they like, like, what the fuck? How often are you here, bro? Like, well, he works across the street, so. Yeah, not even across the street, like in the like parking 200 line. feet yeah, away. Yeah, for real.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, they all fucking know me. What's up, Gabby, girl? <laughs> Gabby's fucking cute as fuck. Um, oh, anyway. So I went earlier in the week, and I had, like, five fucking minutes to eat my food because the couple in front of me took so fucking, like, like there was somebody ahead of both of us, right? Right. And we waited a good, like, mm-hmm. Three minutes before the couple in front of me get to the front counter. They get up there. The cashier, I feel bad. I don't know his name. I wouldn't fucking mention your name anyway, but I love you guys. Um, He was like, hey, what can I get started for you today? And then they go, ooh. um," And it's like, wait, so you guys, like, we just spent three minutes before we can move up in line, and you guys didn't look at the fucking menu at all? (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, now i got to wait for them to fucking figure out what they want. And now that they know what they want, they have... And they were making it to go order. So they were ordering for those two plus, like, some other people. And they had very, very specific instructions for their order. Did that used to, like, annoy you when people would be like... um, I I want this, but I don't want this, and I want this this way, and blah, blah, blah.
1: Of course, any variation from the easiest path, you know what I mean? Because when you're putting in an order, you guys all see the guy behind the counter, there's a screen. Well, servers have the same thing. They go up, they go up to a screen, they log into their screen, they pick at the table that you're at, you know, they pick a table, and then they put in the order. And so any sort of variation on an order, it's cumbersome depending on, what it is. Sometimes, like, you know, switching out fucking white bread from wheat, that's not a very difficult thing. But sometimes, just depending on how the software is put together, how the program is for your your POS system, basically, that'll determine how mad you get. And it's different with every fucking system. Every Every single restaurant has a different, like, setup. So there's some things where you'd walk up And, and like, it's funny because I've worked at places long enough and I know people well enough where I'll make a change on a plate and I'll see their little fucking face change for a minute. I was like, ah, that's one of the hard ones. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, ah, that's one of the ones that sucks a little. Uh, But, yeah, it's always annoying. You know what? It's annoying when people are annoying about it. Does that make sense? Like, the the extra work or the kind of the wrench that you throw in the POS set time because – there's always a line there. If you're a restaurant and you're working on the thing, there's there's usually someone behind you waiting to go. So if you're sitting there like, okay, sub this, okay. And there's a way to do it to make sense to, so the ticket to the fucking cooks makes sense. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a language that you got to kind of speak. And if you're new there and it's like maybe it's a sub on uh, something on the ticket that you aren't that you haven't done before, you want to make sure it gets to the back properly so – to assure that you grab like the expediter, you know, on all the Gordon Ramsay, that's where he plays that window, uh-huh. where he it's the last line of defense. He looks at all the food before it goes out. So you put in your weird little fucking order. You grab the expediter, and all, all the while you're holding up the line, so the people behind you are like, "Oh fuck you, man!" Like, <laughs> so it just kind of depends. It's never a good thing, but again, the extra work isn't as annoying as someone. Who's annoying about their changes? That shit's fucking frustrating.
0: Do you have, like, in your mind, like, do you remember, like, a nightmare order?
1: I remember a guy that was, like, dreadfully pushy and really, really, really trying. Not not trying, but I guess, fuck, man, everything. He wanted the table moved over, like, two inches. And I'm so fucking chill, dude. If I order fucking chicken fried steak and you bring me fucking chicken fingers, I'll just go, ah, and then eat it. I don't – it takes a lot for me to get, like, fired up. Where's your manager? Write this off the ticket. Like, I'm just not that guy in general. So when people come in and they talk about move the table over fucking four inches, can you turn the air down to 72? Can you do that? When when there's just little, tiny little things where it's like, dude, you're going to be in here for an hour, dog. Like, what the fuck? So I guess you can see it on my face because when people get, like, in my estimation, silly – like that, I I guess I smile or I fucking laugh or something. But I've been called out on that where people have been real specific and I kind of giggle and they're like, is this fucking funny? I'm like, kinda, you just wanted me to move this table fucking two inches that way. Like, yes, that's a little funny. I'm not mean or like an asshole, but like, that's funny to me. Um, No, you know what, dude? I, I gotta tell you, when I was a server, I fucking drank a lot. So I don't like remember like a ton of stuff. Like, individual things. Like that, if you want to, I mean, dude, my sister's been a server for fucking ever now, dude. That's like legit been like her main job out here since she was a kid. Dude, I've been trying to get Lindsay on the podcast for 36 weeks now. She's so fucking funny, bro. I don't know why she wouldn't. We just, you know what? We kind of got to just drown her in a bunch of fucking booze real quick. I'm serious, dude. Like a super drunk Lindsay Jane would be fucking hilarious. Just talking about server stuff. Yeah, we can get her all hype on fucking server stories. She's probably got a million. Yeah. I mean, I got a bunch of fun, like, waiting ones, like, just personal ones, like, pff, ugh. Yeah, I, like, I, I want
0: to have, like, a like a server-focused um, focused episode. I want to get Neely back and have, like, I want to get some fucking, like, stories. How hospital sweet is stories. that woman?
1: Yeah, dude, she's fucking the best, man. I would definitely want to get her back on here and just get more... More about her and Kevin doing their stuff, and then stuff about the hospital, yeah, I had a, after they left, I was like there's so many cool things that we can do with them on the show, oh yeah, but server stuff is funny, especially out here because when you serve in Vegas, especially if you 're on the strip like you're talking to people from all over the world, man. It's not like a regular serving job where you're talking to the same ninety people that come in every three months. Like, and you know, what's funny
0: is I think when when people think about like a restaurant in Vegas, if you're not like if you don't come here often, I think a lot of people
1: automatically think like, oh, buffet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It used to be like that, even worse for sure. Oh, really? Yeah, man. I mean, I guess seeing you know, I you live here. So you don't really know, like, what the trends are because you're just kind of right in the middle of it. Yeah. But I do remember when I was a kid, like, always hearing about, like, Las Vegas buffets. Like, that was always, like, a big deal. Every casino had a buffet. It was the shit. I loved those things, man. (laughs) Um, I've only been to one. The whole world shut down when you moved out here, man. Yeah. Um, Sneaking into buffets when you are a kid. Just going in the outdoor. It was a...
0: A couple of years ago, when when uh, me and Carla were out here, remember when that earthquake happened?
1: Here? Yeah,
0: when you guys lived in uh, off of Nellis.
1: Ooh, Sunset Cove?
0: Yeah. um, I think we went... Me, Lizzie, Jovi, and Carla went to the buffet at Sam's Town. And it was fucking... Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm glad like shit's starting to open up because I didn't have like, like you mentioned like I
1: like I moved here and shit like almost immediately like sh- like we you moved went, here in December right and then yeah by the time February March came like shit was getting locked up like
0: I moved out here like later that week we went to the village pub with Lindsay and and Will. And like that was like really the only time I got to fucking
1: go somewhere. go somewhere. Yeah. yeah.
0: Other than that, I just been fucking working. Um yeah, like it'd be it'd be cool to have uh to have Lindsay on.
1: I like to hear her serving stuff, dude, because she's a fucking moron.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like she's so good at like telling stories, because like she's she's a bit of an like I think I think that's why like her and I get along so well, because like we're both kind of assholes.
1: It's funny.
0: Um, but, yeah, like, her story is fucking great. Her stories are great, like, when she tells them. Um, dude, are we going to try to fucking go to SummerSlam, like, for real?
1: I don't know. I thought about that, and I was like, I don't want to cut a check for the kids to go to Disneyland so young because they won't remember it, but it's going to be the same amount of money. And then I'm like, well, is this just me being selfish because I want to go to SummerSlam? <laughs> like, probably, definitely. Well... <laughs>
0: Okay, like when I was when me and Jovi were young, like we went to Disneyland for Lizzie's birthday.
1: Yeah, I heard none of you guys remember any of it. Don't that.
0: remember yeah. anything. See? I I kind of remember Splash Mountain. Yeah. And I remember um the fucking animatronic pirates. But that's it.
1: Yeah. See here, SummerSlam is local. So you know, it's just like i don't know a disneyland trip to me i'm such a frugal fucking goon it's not that i don't like fun or like i'm a killjoy guy by any means it's just i it's hard for me to rationalize those kind of purchases for like an up and cut what i just started one of the conversations about us paying attention to our career and being like financially responsible for the first time in our like mid-20s so we have like a decade and a half of, like, catch-up time to get into a space where most people would be comfortable with their two young kids and da 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 So I'm focused on that. So throwing away, like, five grand on a California trip that, like, they're not going to remember, I just... Oof. It's tough for me to be like, yeah, yeah, pull the trigger on that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just... Sorry. Like, Bobby might remember, like, bits and pieces. Yeah. He, like, definitely is not
0: going to fucking remember.
1: Yeah, man, fuck all He'll that, be fucking, man. like... 13 and
0: be like, we went to Disneyland?
1: Yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah, it cost a gang of money when me and your mom (laughs) didn't have shit. (laughs) Why did we do that? I'm still a douchebag about our wedding, and that was, like, the best fucking... That was the (laughs) sickest. They did so good. One of the most beautiful. But I still look at the price tag of that and be like, damn, man, what the fuck were we thinking? (laughs) I still still
0: think about that beef stroganoff. It was so good.
1: Bro. Literally the best night of my life, for sure. Everyone put together the night. It was so beautiful and it really didn't cost much. Like I watched those such a beautiful venue too. Dude, we fucking killed it, man. It was it was after I've seen the girls Liz's little ride or die fucking club. These chicks that I absolutely adore but just can't stop making fun of. (laughs) These chicks have put together some of the most dopest little fucking birthday parties, weddings Baby showers, like all the shit that comes, you know, whatever kind of party planning that's available out there. After knowing these chicks for a decade, we've gone through all of them. Like I said, birthdays, weddings, all that. And they put these things together for relatively no money. And they are majestic events. Like, it's so nice. I always wanted all them to get together and put together a little business together. I think it'd be so cool to see all those girls working together, knocking out Events for people, man, like, I swear, dude, if you saw, we paid just under 10 grand for our thing, and, like, a lot of people that are in, like, the wedding world would look at that and be like, oh, that's bare minimum. If you saw our wedding, you'd be like, there's no fucking way this was only 10. It's like, yeah, dude, these girls are creative. They stretch that dollar, and they're artistic and very, very, very disciplined. You know what I mean? Like, I think think it would have been cool to see the girls get together and just do party planning. Yo, you give us thirty grand, we'll put together a wedding. You would shit your pants over. We'll show you a hundred thousand dollar wedding. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really think they, especially,
0: have. especially like a, like a Shirelle or Carla. Oh my, goodness. where it's like if like if if you need something done, they'll be like, I'll fucking find a way they're, to get that yeah, shit done. Yeah, they
1: are no joke, man. Those chicks. I mean, dude, it's not just because they're like my wife's best friend, because because I've heard that go to hell too, man. I've talked to some boys who are just like, I fucking hate my wife's friends. I'm like, that sounds horrible, right? Like, that sounds <laughs> shitty. Like I absolutely adore those women, man like they're Carla makes me laugh like a real life laugh, do you know what I mean? like not just like a placating bullshit, you know you're with yeah. you're at a dinner at a fucking brunch, or're at a barbecue, and like some people are like kinda funny and you just kinda have that like social laugh, like she makes Brandon laugh, do you know what I mean? like she's a funny girl, fucking all those chicks, man, Carla, fucking Sherelle. Me and Susie Q don't even get along super well. We got in a fucking little beef one at one of the barbecues. I still am like in awe of her little timeline, her little boy, everything I've heard about her fucking kid from Liz, who absolutely adores him. Like that everybody's little journey, seeing all those girls, Susie Q on, yeah, <laughs> those broads are the shit. It's a bummer. I wish I saw them more. Fucking Vegas. There
0: was a point in time where like I where I would ask, like, Jovi or Lizzie, be like, tell me where she strips.
1: <laughs> She's gorgeous, dude. She got a little bad little body. Dude, like, there was a, a one time where... Um, <laughs> where does your friend at? Yeah, like, where... Uh, Fucking scumbag. Seagirls um, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, talking about his sister's bestie. <laughs> so
0: the, there was one time where Lizzie and Jovi threw a Halloween party, and she showed up in a Little Red Riding outf- outfit, and I was like... Ooh, who is that? They're like, that's Susie. And I was like, what? Like, because like she was wearing like a hood and everything, so you couldn't really, yeah. You know, I was like, damn. I was She's like, yeah, I need to know sure. where she works. She has a boyfriend. I don't give a fuck. Like,
1: well, bro, I'm, I'm I mean, a paying customer. Going from the pole, her art stuff to teaching, like it's fucking, it's badass, man. That's that's a badass chick. We didn't agree on much in our conversation, but just the things I know about her, like, wow, dude, you deserve a high five and a hug everywhere you go. Good for you. The, um, Crystal, that chick's one of my fucking, the balls on her, man. This chick packed up all her shit and put it in a fucking towway trailer and left their house and now they live like on the road selling properties and like do you know what i mean just like yeah that call to adventure they're they're not shy about calls to adventure which makes me so happy you know what i mean like they're they're all very like courageous confident women very shout, lucky yeah
0: shout out to the rodb bitches and i say that in the most like loving way possible
1: uh, the best thing ever when we first got associated with that because Liz would come over to me and Edgar shared a studio in fucking LA <laughs> and Liz would come over all the time when we were just kind of like seeing each other and she was over really late and she got a text and she was like I gotta go like on some like emergency shit and I was like is everything okay and she's like RODB and I was like what the fuck are you talking about and she's like it, I got a call from the RODB. I have to go. Like, it was on some, like, fucking like the FBI. fucking Batman phone. Exactly, bro. I was like, what is fucking happening right I now? I saw the
0: signal go up.
1: Yeah, and she says, listen, if anyone from the RODB calls, no questions asked. You have to get your—I was like, it's 3 in the goddamn morning. She's like, she needs us. And I was like, I'm fucking impressed with your guys' dedication to each other. <laughs> and then ROD, you know, it's ride or die, bitches. Yep. How fucking stupid is that? God, I hate them for that. But my man Edgar said that he was like RODB, talk about the really old drunk bitches, <laughs> <laughs> Cause they which are. made me laugh. Because I mean, they used to party like fucking psychos. Now they have fucking glass of wine and they're ready for bed. <laughs>
0: right. I just want to let my, all my friends, know, all my close friends, like if you text me at three in the morning, I'll get back to you around nine. <laughs>
1: Bro, no one even tries to call me a fucking three. Stop it! Now right. you're talking crazy. Well, Brian, it's like a Brian fucking Brian give a text. Fuck. Yeah, Brian that's, doesn't care. That's when I
0: put my fucking phone on silent, or I'll just straight up tell <laughs> him like I'm trying to fucking sleep.
1: Uh, Brian doesn't give a fuck, man. Right? Hey guys, did you see this on Instagram? Like, no, it's three a.m. Like, Bro, no, I didn't see it because I was sleeping. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cooney for the win.
0: Yeah, like he like texted us like like all that the story about like his uh, his dad's job at the skevers or whatever. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, did you
1: read it?" I was like, "No," because I was asleep. <laughs> Sleeping, bro. <laughs> that would be interesting to get. I I just like to I, any excuse to interact with the Cooney family makes me happy. Kevin and Neely, fucking Brian, Jim, fucking Ka- any of them, dude. Like, they're that family's always like loomed large. You heard like how Mike talked about it when he was here as well like they've always been like a template style family. Yeah. Even when it didn't go like super well. Like without getting too into it and hope you know I've been doing some drinking so hopefully I don't want to fucking offend anybody but they were like his parents were together when we were kids and then they got separated and they weren't together for a while and now they like live together again. Well you you, know ma- what I mean? you mentioned like,
0: before like um that's 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 the home where like the cops would drop you off and like y'all you all, you all would, would get fucking hugs. Jim would hug yeah. us,
1: man. Yeah, dude. Like I'm the just way to make my sure house okay. was. Like yeah, I was like, bro, if I walked up with a fucking paddy wagon full of kids to my door at three in the morning, bro. Ed's, Ed's not having that. <laughs> We're not getting hugs at the fucking door, dog. I <laughs> trust me there. Busted noses, bro. all around. <laughs> so it was just a different vibe. And, like, you know, we mentioned it before. Like, it's not like Jim's, like, a fucking punk dude. Dude's He's a big dude. Worked his whole... You know what I mean? Like, he's a man's man. So don't let don't let that gentleman shit fucking fool you. Like, the dude can take you out if that's what he wanted. But, yeah, any excuse to deal with a Cooney, I'd be fucking happy with that. I'd like to get his little perspective. Because it is a crazy story. Some fucking... I don't know. He said not to mention it. But... I'd like to get Brian's dad on here and talk a little bit about that. That'd be cool. Definitely. What time is it? Is there boxing on? Yeah, it should be starting. The main event should be starting. Did the Knights win?
0: Oh, I didn't. I haven't even fucking checked. Golden Knights. Devils. Devils. Ghost Devils.
1: Are they in the Bix? No. Not at all. No, we're
0: terrible. We, We got the, I think, third or fourth overall pick in the draft. Hopefully they do something fucking good with it.
1: So I've been trying to do my duty as a Las Vegas local to appreciate this team.
0: You can get the fucking sticker to put on your
1: vehicle? I'm not going to do all that. I might get a fucking t-shirt, though. Um, I saw a thread. Every now and then there's like a thread of comments where it actually, it's not just fucking nonsense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most comment sections are bullshit, but there was like one back and forth that it felt—I don't know anything about it, but it felt really, uh, like almost educational. And they were talking about um, there's a guy who's hating on the knights and he was hating on knights fans. Like everyone does that. I don't know. I mean, I get it, I guess, but like Jesus Christ, guys, come on. He was shitting on knights fans and he was talking about how they were given a playoff team immediately and he was going through all the drafting and all the mistake. And so he was going through about how this team was given, you know, the cup on a silver platter sort of thing. Like they, they were destined to be this team. And this guy's rebuttal was kind of like, all it was was a manager or owner or coach or whoever's in, whoever makes these decisions. He was talking about how those guys just were kind of brilliant through a lot of mistakes yeah, talking about the draft, like there, was like, no, 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 no. It, it's not like they just got handed this fucking team or whatever. It's like it was a brilliant manager who saw things happening within a draft and capitalized it, like Albert fucking Einstein. Like he made yeah. it seem like management is solely responsible for this early run from the Golden Knights. What would? They're, they're four years old. They're going to the cup fucking twice now, probably. That's crazy. Probably, yeah. That's crazy, right? Like, I don't
0: understand how you're the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins and you see Marc-Andre Fleury having all this success in Vegas and not be like, ah, oh, we fucked up.
1: Well, yeah, see, that's what I mean. My context is limited, so I'm just kind of taking in general information. And from what I've seen, and like I said, that comment thread, the back and forth, they weren't friends by any means, but it seemed like like an educated view from both perspectives, and the guy, the guy that was kind of defending the Las Vegas position, was talking about how no, oh, management's brilliant. They put together this fucking team off of the mistakes of everybody else. That's not anybody else's fault. Yeah, because um,
0: like with especially like with an expansion draft, as a team, you can be like, oh well, you you know, like here's the players you can choose from, mm-hmm. you know, and it's usually like lower end guys. But eventually, like just because they're a you know a quote-unquote lower-end guy on your team doesn't mean that they can't go succeed on another team. Um, It's like a perfect example. Like, um, I play MLB The Show on Xbox. I have Eli created as a first baseman, uh, was drafted by the Mets. However, the Mets have Pete Alonso, who's already a young star at first. So there was, you know... Uh, no, nowhere for him to go. Like they asked me if I wanted to change positions, and I was like, "Nope, I want to be a first baseman."
1: They let you go,
0: so they traded me. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, because that—that's what happens. Like if you have that spot filled already, like what do you need another fucking person for that spot? Like you're good. And that's yeah. that's that's, that's kind of how kind of how uh, most of that team came about, like that cup team, and for the most part, like it's it stayed together. So.
1: Yeah. Five fucking one. Five one. Game over? Game over. Nice. So they're going back to the fucking Colorado all evened up? Yeah. That's fun. Two two.
0: It'll be fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I, I shit on Golden Knights hockey just because it's brand new out here. Like, none of you fucking know what the fuck you're watching. But the more success that the knights have the more you will watch so you'll get it
1: i get that but i also seen fans like will's buddy who's played hockey his whole life and he's a huge golden knight fan. so it's not like if you're a golden knights fan you don't know about hockey it's like well that's not true but there's a bunch of like but that comes with every fucking city how many fucking kids just wear their city's fucking shit because it's their city shit and they don't know anything about the game or the history of the team or they, they couldn't name five positions on the contempor- on the team today. They couldn't name any of the roster. That's well, in every city. Why does Vegas get extra shit for that? I well, don't get it. It's
0: kinda like being sounds like jealousy. Yeah. It's kinda like being like a younger kid and grew up in Seattle where you used to have the Sonics, but now you have nothing and then like your parents move out to LA and it's like oh now i have the fucking lakers and the clippers around like yeah let me get in on this you know it's like y'all didn't have hockey now you do you know like i'm i'm actually you know like that's that's one thing that i do admire about the city is like you know besides this um,
1: fucking city in the desert got a hockey team and it didn't it didn't automatically get like second rated down to shit like yeah I mean, I'm sure the success had a lot to do with it. We mentioned how the, how they, how the team stepped up for that shooting was a big deal. But, like, yeah. the, the, the team is pretty it's, beloved out yeah, here, man. I mean, it's pretty it's, beloved. It's,
0: it's not a new concept. Like, when Arizona got the Coyotes, they even brought in fucking Wayne Gretzky to be the coach. In a, in, and they had, like, mild success. Hmm. Nothing like what the Golden Knights have seen in their first fucking four years of existence. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's cool. I love new folks getting excited about yeah. shit. Like, like
0: my hate is all in good fun. Like, I want more people to watch and learn about hockey.
1: It is a fascinating. It's one of the funnest sports to watch. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Buy a lot. Go
0: Devils. Um, nice. That'll do it. We'll go see
1: where the ooh. See if the, the Paul is. Boy can figure it out. Yep. No fucking way. <laughs> No, absolutely not. If anything crazy happens, we might just pop back in. (laughs) All right. But uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. See
0: ya.